Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bali Effect. This is Preeti Tana. And this is Didi Perry. What's up, Dee? Happy almost Halloween, Preeti. Oh, thank you. You know, I'm not a, I'm, you know, Halloween is, I, we've talked about this. I'm not really into Halloween, although it is my sister's birthday. So I do. Oh, okay. And we are celebrating big time tomorrow, but Halloween getting dressed up, not, not really my thing. Have I told you my whole like Dee Dee sister story? I think I have, but I haven't shared it here. But I just love that one time when I was at your house and your mom was referring to Dee Dee and, and she's like talking about all this stuff. And I was like, but I, I don't know who, what, huh, huh. But I had learned that Dee Dee is also a word for sister. Yes, it means big sister. So it's. It's, you know, my niece actually said to me last week that she was listening to a podcast and can tell the difference when I say Dee Dee for you and Dee Dee, my sister. She's oh. a very slight pronunciation difference, but I know when you're talking about which one. So how See, are I you did. today, I, D? I but, oh, D, right. That's me. <laughs> Just single D. Uh, honestly, Preeti, I'm better than I was yesterday, yeah. which is its own victory. Um, but uh as I, I think I alluded to in the last episode last week, it's, it's rough right now. I'm not even going to lie about it. It is rough. And I feel like I'm on a bit of an emotional roller coaster, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily of the, you know, affairs of the heart variety, but just so much seems like it's coming at me at, at moments. It just seems like too much. And at other moments, it's like... Just breathe, it, you know, just get from moment to moment, you know, sunshine to, to sunset and some kind of way I'll get through it. But it's hard. It, yeah. it is really hard right now. But this moment in doing this activity always makes me feel better. So no, it does. Right. Every time we get to this Friday moment, no matter what's going on, we, we tend to. Um, be present and we can get into this. And after every hour, we are always so excited. I think there's another hour of FaceTime that happens because they're like, they said this and we went through this and this was so exciting. But speaking of, you know, kind of getting through the moments, do you, what are your thoughts on energy? Energy, like physics or energy? like Energy, feeling of energy, moment to moment. Do you have, do you make a connection to what you're feeling, you know, internally and the energy around you? Okay. Got you. I definitely do. Mm -hmm. I think that I spend quite a bit of time, uh, trying to, to be cognizant of other people's energy more so than my own Mm. in, especially this year, because I can feel myself having a lot less uh, energy, for lack of a better word, for Mm. negative energy outside of me. And so I have to to really wall up against it uh, because I I think it takes takes something on for me. Um, But I think that we all have energy, you know, we all are made up of whatever we're made up of. Mm -hmm. And that there's a power to that. There's, there's something behind all of that and it can be, you know, manifested for good. It can be manifested for harm. I'm about the good stuff. 
mm-hmm. most of the time. And, and I think that I think that's part of, you know, why you and I are connected. I think we have similar vibes, similar wavelengths. But what do you think? Oh, I, I believe in energy. I believe in, in collective energy. Um, I can often um, walk into a room or walk into a space and, and quickly feel whether I want to be a part of that collective moment or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that you can influence energy, you know, your own and others. And mm-hmm. as I've gotten older, I it's much faster the connection to my personal self and energy. You okay. know, I think I think it used to be slightly confusing as to why I would feel a certain way or why why all of a sudden I was feeling sad or mm-hmm. you know quite the opposite or all of a sudden there was a moment of joy. Uh, but it truly, I think we we operate in energy always, and and I think we just are energetic beings whether we're on this plane or another plane in a different world. And so it, there's something quite comforting. In, 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 in sort of the recognition or understanding that that's truly what we are, you know, energy moving, you know, through different moments in life. So, yeah, totally. Do you think that energy actually ever goes away or do you think that it just gets recycled or, or transmuted in other places? I think more of the latter. I don't think it goes away. I think it transforms really. And mm-hmm. it, it sort of ebbs and flows. I, I just got the visual. I don't know if you have ever seen any of those um, science fiction movies or, you know, even a, a, a movie of the human body where the cells sort of traveling through the ether and it changes for it. That's that's yeah. similar to what I think about energy. I don't think it goes away. I don't. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that as well, because I actually I think we're just bearers of it. I don't think we are it. But we're allowed to hold it for a while and we can share it with other people, you know. I'll go with that. I I have nothing to back this up other than, you know, I feel something going on. But uh, similarly, Preeti, do you think that in this world of, you know, all these different energy balls floating around, do you think that there's any such thing as a coincidence? Ah, coincidence. You know, I I don't think coincidence to me is a little bit of a random a random occurrence of events. And I feel as though I'm more in the camp of Carl Jung and synchronicity. You know, I think I don't, I don't. For for those of us who aren't the book (laughs) brainies, would you like to break that down a little bit? What you just said? Carl Carl Jung, we know that Carl Jung is is a great philosopher and he, he sort of, I believe coined the term around synchronicity. Right. And so he didn't necessarily say that there was no um, coincidences. He just, or, you know, his theory is nothing is by chance. Um, I think he believed that these moments and times that we would categorize as coincidences, you know, little events are actually um, planned or not planned, but they're actually uh, moments that are put forth by the observer or by your own mind and and therefore it's guiding you down a path. So it's it's not that I don't believe in co- I just don't think there're random moments in time that come together to give you an answer. I think it is it is about understanding your environment and actually it's not a coincidence. You know, I think it's divine your divine path. So that, I mean similar but not but not in random at all. How about you? Thank you for asking. 
Um, I actually like, and I think I, I will embrace something that someone once told me. And it actually was uh, someone that I worked with, and and then uh, we we worshipped together for many years. Her name was Jahira. If you ever hear this, shout out to you. She said, "There's no such thing as a coincidence. It's just God acting anonymously." And I was like, hmm, hmm. Makes me want to pay attention to the seemingly random a little bit more closely. But that that's exactly it. It's its the depth at which we pay attention to those moments. Um, you know, I think, I think the term coincidence maybe was coined by someone who wasn't paying attention, you know, <laughs> who, who sort of on the surface is like, oh, wow you know, this happened and that meant that I think, I think it truly is how, how, how much, how deep we go into those moments and how we understand them. Perspective is everything. Everything, D, everything, everything. Why are we having this conversation on the the eve of Halloween about energy and all this other stuff? (laughs) I think a few things. It's the eve of Halloween. We have an election coming. That's scary. It is scary. And I do believe that um, we've all, uh, felt the collective energy of what is happening in this world. I think that is part of what people are feeling when they can't say what it is. Oh, I don't feel that great. You know, there's so much going on. And when so many individuals or energetic beings feel a certain way, I think that drives a, a consensus of feelings, if you will. We're having this conversation because a couple of weeks ago, um, coincidentally, no, just kidding, um, <laughs> By divine intervention, I met our guest today, and it was so interesting because um, she, first of all, you know, again, talk about energy. I walked into uh, where I was meeting our guest, and I immediately felt at ease, and I felt excited, and I felt as though this, you know, next hour of spending time with her was going to be fantastically brilliant, and it was that and so much more, and so... I was super excited to have her come talk to us today, especially on the eve of Halloween, because I think she's going to give us tremendous insight. And so welcome to the Bali Effect, Britta Dubells. How are you? Hello. Hello, pretty. Hello, Didi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this is a gift. I have been looking forward to this since Preeti told me about you. So this is really exciting. Uh, Preeti, would you like to tell our... Now, I got told, Shante, what's up, by my friend that we have like certifiably at least 10 people listening. We are up. Our numbers are up. So can you tell the 10 who are listening mm-hmm. who Britta is? Yes, I'd love to. Britta is a certified energy worker, shamanic practitioner, a hypnotherapist. Uh, Britta was born a clear cognoscente. Did I say that correctly? She's a divine vortex for spiritual empowerment and a consciousness activist. Born in a small village in northern Germany, Britta was whisked to New York City at the age of 17 to work as a model with the prestigious Ford Agency. Following several years gracing magazine covers worldwide, Britta was eventually called to develop her innate gifts as a channel of light information in the service of humanity. I mean, it's we have to take a moment. Kiss the ring. Kiss the ring. That's what just happened. And what I always love. beautiful. Of course. Beautiful. Inside and out. Inside and out. And 
I didn't even know this about Britta until I, you know, until we started talking about this podcast. And I, I was amazed to read and hear and see all of these things about you. So Britta, welcome. Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> so wonderful to be here with you both. Um, yes. And on the eve of Halloween. Very exciting. Yeah. And you know, Britta, you actually picked this day because yes. you mentioned the blue moon tomorrow. Yes. And so why don't we start talking about that a little bit? What is so significant about this blue moon? Why was it important for you to have this conversation the day before? And what is a blue moon? I, I look at the moon and it looks pretty silverish to me. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So the blue moon is the second full moon in the same month. So we had the first full moon on October 1st. And then tomorrow we have the second full moon, which is always called the blue moon. So once in a blue moon. Oh, oh. very rare. <laughs> right. Like moment. Okay. <laughs> and um, tomorrow's um, full moon is, um, of course, all full moons are always about completion and endings, you know, finishing something up, a cycle. But tomorrow's full moon is also a very powerful manifestation moon because it's the hunter's moon and it is the blue moon. So, um, you know, manifestation, I feel, um, you know, is becoming very, very important for us to rewrite and, and, and to really understand from, um, you know, a more heartfelt place mm. Because manifestations of the ego and the need and the greed, you know, all of those ways of manifesting are not serving us and are not really going to be supported anymore moving forward versus really understanding manifestation um, from the heart, from the soul, from that depth of one's truth to really look for um bigger manifestations, right? What is serving my highest and greatest good? And what is to the highest and greatest good of humanity, of earth, of my family, right? To really understand this, um, this unity, this interconnectedness that we are really moving into. During this full moon, this blue moon time frame, are people's channels for understanding or just having more spiritual insight any greater than at other parts of the month or is it not connected? It is connected. It really is because um, also tomorrow, and this is why I was so excited about doing this podcast tonight, tomorrow on Halloween, um, you know, the veil is the thinnest. Ooh. Of the entire year. <laughs> oh, wow. And, yes. And so, you know, it's really understanding that we are here playing human, but really we are these beautiful, infinite souls. And we are so much more than just these bodies. And that there is so much more around us and supporting us. And, and um, this awareness also brings with it great opportunity. 
right? For this awareness. So, you know, you've said in, in, I don't know, that was a minute. I think some people, uh, probably on the scale of extreme understanding of what you're saying, you know, manifestation for the highest good, the veil is the thinnest. These are maybe concepts for some people that are new. And so when we talk about manifesting for the higher good, I, you know, I think manif- the word manifest has been used in, in great amount the past couple of years. Um, certainly, you know, Dee Dee's auntie Oprah, or her, Dee Dee likes to call it Oprah. She you claims know, I, you too. <laughs> right. Um, you know, I think the word manifesting probably originated, you know, from her, but in, in, in a mainstream way. But when you talk about manifesting for the greater good, can you give us a little bit of an example um, between what I would call everyday manifesting um, versus this manifesting for the greater good? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, you know, thank you, by the way, for, you know, uh, reining me in, <laughs> but not, <laughs> right? Because you, we all get so used to the ways in which we exist, right? right? And so for me, my existence and my reality is very much that of a co-creation with the mm-hmm. divine, with the sacred. And um, to me, um, you know, this this earth process that we are going through right now, you know, I do want to say that I'm calling this the ascension. We're in the ascension process. This is a beautiful awakening process of humans becoming more awake, more aware, deepening their understanding, deepening their sensitivity to mm what you guys just said in the beginning, energy awareness, a sense of listening to themselves, their intuition, this feeling of rightness, right? That, that we all have, and it doesn't need to include any specific belief because we all have it. Hmm. Right. And, and, and so to be able to listen to it more and to be able to respect it more and really realize that this is actually a very important voice that is coming from within that is actually connected to a much higher and greater orchestration um, is really the bottom line for authentic manifestation so that we shift from, from the personal will and ego to a much deeper sense of rightness. You know, I wonder, and I know we're going to get to this a little bit later on, but when you say that we're in this moment of ascension and people are becoming so much more aware, do you think that that is is something that began um, as a consequence of the 2020 experience? Or do you think that, that people are humanity was on this journey uh, even before the pandemic? Definitely way before the pandemic, way before the pandemic. You know, um, this has really been around always, Mm -hmm. always in different ways and different forms and shapes and and through different um, mediations. But it's not always been accepted, right? It's not even always been safe. Mm -hmm. Right. To, to even talk about it, to even practice it, to even entertain it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But um, no, it's definitely been growing. When we look back at the 60s. Right. That was a huge wave of awakening. 
Um, but, um, you know, that didn't get to truly manifest. And I have a theory on that. <laughs> what um, is your theory on do that? Do tell. <laughs> so in the 60s, where this beautiful big wave of awakening was really taking place, um, it was also the time in which, uh, you know, we were producing a lot of rubber and everybody was beginning to wear sneakers and everybody was beginning to wear rubber soles and, 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 and shoes and driving in cars on rubber tires and houses being insulated and isolated. And so um, even though this awakening was taking place, we were also uh, distancing ourselves and, and separating ourselves from the earth mm. connection because, you know, science is confirming that through the earth we're receiving energy that actually promotes awareness, that promotes balance, that promotes health, that promotes a deepening sense of listening and knowing and feeling. And so coupled with that, you know, then of course there was the aspect of, you know, tons of drugs and everybody just want to get out of here and <laughs> not really dealing with the mundane of embodying it into the grounding of the earth connection. I would think that that has only increased the 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 feeling of being separate and, um, you know, needing drugs. Right. So what it, what what do you think has shifted then in terms of is it more awareness that I need to step into those moments, much like how I met you? You know, I need to step into those moments, or I need to um, remove uh, the barriers in order for me to connect to that divine. Or, you know, why why would it be different now? You know, why would that is? Before you answer that, uh, Britta, uh, Preeti, can you say why you met her? Can I say why I met her? Okay. Yes. yes. Wow. What brought okay. you to her? What, what brought you to the Bali moment where you were seeking a healer? Um, I think I've always been connected in some way. And um, for me, the, the way that I would connect to the divine, if you will, or connect to that source was through travel. And really what that did for me was uh, um, it kept me in the present moment, right? And so when you're in the present moment, at least for me, the connection to, to some of those ideas is much greater. You're not as distracted. Um, and given that we we haven't been traveling and, and sort of, I think for all of us, our lives look very different. I, I truly went on to Google and started looking for a healer. Beautiful. Um, and so I, I ended up at this beautiful place and I actually did not specifically know who, um, it was a shamanic healing that I had, um, wanted to experience and I did not know who would be my healer, but this brings us back to synchronicity. You know, I, I don't think it's any, it wasn't a coincidence. I think Britta was brought into my life for a reason. And I was able to then through our session reconnect to um, really the source that I was missing. And there's so many other components of that session that we could go into, you know, but I'll just, I'll end it there. And I'll also say that, that um, Britta is extremely, extremely gifted. In, in her practice. Um, 
Okay, so where were we? Yeah, <laughs> that, that is how... the question that she posed to you. <laughs> that is how we met. And so I'd like to know what the, what, you know, bringing it back to the question of um, what is different now in terms of, of that manifestation and not having all the hurdles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. And so this is where, um, you know, I want to just come back to what both of you were saying right in the beginning of this podcast about, okay, so, you know, is it coincidence or is it not? Right. And, um, in, in, in my guidance and in, in my communication with what I call light, I, I, I refer to it as light most often, um, it's, it's really, everything is very orchestrated. Everything is very much divinely orchestrated. It's so specific, really, that nothing is an accident, the accident, nothing really is a coincidence. And, um, the souls that we are, we have come here to play human so many times over. Right. We have had so many experiences and, and, and we come here to grow. We come here to evolve. We come here to not only experience, because that was very much of the old energy. You know, we've just come here to, oh, now I'm going to go experience this. And now I'm going to choose that kind of a body to experience that. And then I'm going to choose this body to experience this. Um, so this is really what we're evolving out of now. Because all of that uh, free choice really got us into a lot of karmic debt. It mm. really got us into a lot of accumulation of energy of the old, the negative, the fear, the lack, the limitation, the suffering, right? Which, which is, you know, what we're still seeing so much of on earth. And all of that needs to be healed and all of that needs to be cleared. And so this process now um, is really taking us out of just coming in for experience, uh, but really focusing on from a soul level, the evolution, the growth, mm -hmm. the true choosing of who we really are and to really learn our lessons and to really, um, you know, choose to go deeper. And as we go deeper and as we learn our lessons and as we complete cycles, not only do we become, do we become much lighter energetically, we also become lighter collectively. And as this is happening, you know, as we can see now, uh, there is, there is a great shift. There's a great an awareness shift happening, um, that is a part of this awakening process. And so, um, do we have any less of the disconnect? No. But at the same time, we also have more of the connect mm. because of um, social media, because yeah. of the internet, because of Wi-Fi, because of this beautiful ability to connect with the world. So um, even though oftentimes, you know, again, there's the balance of something being used for good and something being used for bad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, a beautiful gift to us as well as we're, as we're moving through this and we're talking about it and we're free to talk about it and safe to talk about it now. But Brenda, I'm going to ask you a tough yeah. question, you yeah. know, and, and, and I'm this, even in my explanation of how we met, you know, I'm acutely and, and 
aware that it's almost, you know, it's a privileged conversation. Mm-hmm. And so for anyone listening to this mm-hmm. who is like, they've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just trying to get through the day here. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I just lost my job or I have a sick parent. Can you offer an insight to anyone who is understands what you're saying but cannot see a way to connect to that divine or connect to that light because quite honestly they're having trouble making it through the day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes 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 you know and what i might just want to jump in and add mm-hmm. what it sounds like um and i can relate to it myself it feels so horrible the emotions of the struggles that so many of us are experiencing when it just feels so, so all-consuming. How do you still find a way to see the greater divinity or just the greater um, clarity when, when you're just feeling it really heavily? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so from here... Um, before this podcast, right, you guys um, had asked me, well, what was that one moment, mm-hmm. right? This is something that you, you know, both use for the podcast. Yeah. And so the answer really is that one big moment that was my big moment. Of course, there are many, 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 many moments but the big moment for me was the realization and the understanding of that it is very important to learn to separate thoughts from emotions, mm. okay? Because the emotions, they're energy. Everything here is energy. The emotions need to be processed. They have to be felt. But because we are so conditioned and so programmed to as soon as emotion comes up, to jump into thinking, to jump into, how can I make this go away? How can I escape this? How can I distract myself? This is bad. Something is wrong. Who do I blame? Do I blame myself? Right? It it just goes on and on and on. And um, the thought process of the old energy Mm-hmm. suffering yes the blaming the shaming the judging the guilting all of these old ways of thinking need to be taken out of feeling because we can only and i know this is not what everybody wants to hear because it's a real choice it's a real commitment but i've made that choice i've made that commitment and and I know so many others that have made that commitment and are making these commitments and are really noticing a big change, a big relief, because these emotions that are there, they've stored whatever Mm -hmm. we've not felt from any experience, any trauma, any pain, any hurt, it stores, it stores in the biology, it stores within our body, it stores within our energy field. And it has to be felt, it will come up. And um, it's oftentimes coming up at the worst, most inopportune times, Mm -hmm. right? 
And so um, to really understand that, yes, you are finding yourself in a challenge, in a, in a, in a, in a painful situation, and to have this compassion for self and all of that goodness and all of that kindness and all of that love that we're always talking about extending it to others. Mm-hmm. Didi, that you always give to others, to give it to yourself because we need to be able to extend this tenderness, this patience, this, it's okay, you can make it, you can, you can handle this. Breathe, breathe, just breathe and feel to give ourselves that love and to hug ourselves and to support ourselves through this change. That is what will take you to the other side of it. And so I understand to to learn to control the thoughts and to learn to clear the head is a big big undertaking, especially if one is prone to overthinking, which many are. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> Good. Yes. Yes. But you know, it's, it's there, there, there is a way, mm-hmm. there is a way to really understand that you don't have to think about everything all the time. It's okay to actually not think. And it's okay to actually use the breath. Keep following the breath. Bring your attention down to the breath. Keep focusing onto the breath. And the thoughts have no choice but to float by because the thoughts need you for their survival, right? They can't exist without your attention. And so the more you bring this practice into every moment of your your pain, of your sorrow, of your mourning, of your hardship, which is not something that any magic wand is going to go make go away, right? It's something that you are here to level up to. It's something that you have to embrace no matter how hard, no matter how much you're wanting to escape it. It is yours. It is your experience right now. Therefore, it is yours to deal with. It is yours to face. And every time you remember to focus onto the breath and to let the thoughts go and to just be with yourself in an emotional state. And yes, anger comes up. That's okay. You have to release the anger. You have to pay attention to feeling and letting the emotions come out because that is what really is the suffering. It needs to be cleared. It has to be released. And the only way that can be done is by letting the mind be clear, letting the thoughts go, keeping it separate. Emotions are not meant to be thought. They're meant to be felt. And it's also the only way that you can open up your energy to actually feel your intuition. I think we should end the podcast there. That is... (laughs) Oh my gosh! I mean, I think I think you've worse long so beautifully, beautifully um, answered that question. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But you know, I have to. I have to also ask: as a child growing up in Germany, mm-hmm. did you were you aware that you had this gift? Yes. 
And so, and so talk to us a little bit about that journey, because I do recall when we met, you said, I think I asked you how you got started and you said, I I've always known. And then I ignored it for a while. And then it yanked me back, I believe were your words. So tell us that story. (laughs) Um, So my story is um, the story of being born a clear cognizant, which means I was and am receiving information through seeing, sensing, feeling, knowing, hearing, tasting, smelling. And um, when I was very little, it was very normal for me. Um, You know, I remember standing in my crib having active conversation telepathically with source. I would see my parents fight and I would see the dynamics of their energies, of what was going back and forth. And at that point, it all was very intuitive. It was because children are very, very pure, right? In their connection still to source and to the knowing of everything. So um, I did not question it at all when I was little. But then I was, as I was growing up and then my parents divorced, um, you know, and that's really when changes began to happen for me um, because, uh, you know, my life was not easy in any way. Um, you know, I really felt very abandoned, you know, by my parents and, and, um, you know, that comes later on where I do have to face my own healing. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, so after my parents divorced, um, we moved out and I was actually one, the one to tell my mom, we're packing our bags, we're leaving, we're going. And so once we did that, I, um, ended up moving in with my grandmother how old were you at this point? Just Eight. out of curiosity. Wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. So very, very strong. Right. Then. So, um, but then, um, yeah, so then my mom had to work three jobs, went back to school, you know, classic story of a single mom just trying to figure it out. And, um, I moved in with my grandmother and once I moved in with my grandmother, um, you know, it was really a confirmation of everything that I had been practicing so naturally because my grandmother could see. And once she realized that I could see, it became this beautiful relationship um, of, you know, her playing with it with me, which made it so acceptable. It made it okay for me. It made it, um, you know, a positive thing, a way to connect. And um, in Germany, um, you know, my grandmother, it was very normal for us to go to the cemetery every day because we would tend the graves. Uh, We would tend her husband's and her mom's grave every day to visit, to say hello to them, you know, make sure the flowers are fresh. And so the the cemetery has a lot of active movement right Mm -hmm. so she would always be like see that see that see that over there see that over there so it's almost as if she trained me what were you seeing in the cemetery I mean Uh, you know I I can make the assumption and just to clarify for anyone listening when you say that you were in the crib you, you know you could see energy but would you could you connect with a specific energy a specific spirit a specific source what were you seeing in the cemetery when she was saying, look at that, look at that, give us a visual. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nothing specific and it was nothing really that we ever wanted to get too close to. Okay. Right. It was more from afar. It was just souls. It was just spirits, you know, um, hanging out. Uh, sometimes we would see spirits uh, even holding candles, caring for other spirits that, you know, were still there. Um, but, um, yeah, generally it was more of, um, you know, quick shade there or quick figure there. Mm-hmm. But every now and then we got really blessed with being able to see like this one time I remember, I will never forget that it was this girl, it was this young girl and she was holding a candle. And um, so she was visiting um, somebody there and she saw us and she saw us seeing her and she looked over at us, gave us an acknowledgement and then just kept going. So it was, it was pretty magical. It was, yes. But then once I turned teenager, mm-hmm. that's when everything changed. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I really didn't want my gifts. I didn't want to live with my grandmother anymore because she was too strict. And I was a full on rebel at this point. So, um, you know, this is when um, the other part of my journey then opened up where I was interested in boys. I didn't want anything to do with my gifts. I just wanted to be, you know, hanging out, doing my thing and wanting to be liked. And then, um, I won this modeling contest, um, on German TV, which then started my modeling career in Germany, which then got me to Eileen Ford in New York, which then from there opened up, you know, this this big platform, which then, of course, also took me into a completely different opposite direction of my ego, really living out the ego, really experiencing the ego, right? Because it's that world, of yeah. modeling. And um, that was a fantastic experience for me. And it was necessary for my journey and my purpose. Because at the end of it, as I was, you know, mid 20s, toward, you know, the later part of my 20s, um, not only was I depleted, and empty, and angry and tired, and sad, but it was also really that which then awoke me back to spirit saying, okay, you've had your fun enough with that. Now you're coming back. Wow. So so it's so interesting because it makes me feel as though you know, it's sort of along the lines of we all have this gift and it's a matter of whether we are clear enough and can tap into it because I don't think you woke up one morning and said, okay, I'm done, right? It, it truly is a closing off of a, a thought process and almost a closing off of that channel. And so what I find so interesting is that along that ride as a teenager, as a model, that your soul didn't want to tap into um that feeling of being connected, right? I mean, it was completely the opposite world of what you had grown up in. Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. Um, 
And, you know, and again, this was also um, very important because once I came to, you know, the, the end of the modeling and, and, you know, spirit really calling me back onto the path, it was not a gentle call. It was basically just the rug being just yanked out from underneath me. And, um, that's when I knew I had to now heal. (laughs) I had to heal my pain my abandonment, my fears, my insecurities, and most importantly, learn my ego, right? Because through the healing, as I was focusing on my healing work and and really focusing on schooling, um, being able to see I was able to witness my own healing. I was able to witness how the ego hooks in, how it energetically manifests into the thoughts, into the emotions, into the patterns, into the habits, into, you know, all of these ways in which we exist and identify with. So, um, you know, it was really priceless in terms of learning experience. Mm -hmm. I have so many questions. <laughs> I'm, I see D waiting to. I'm like, how how do I even formulate this? Um, you earlier were refer well two two things big questions that I have from all this rich wisdom that you are sharing. Uh, when you say that by the end, you know, of your party years. You, you felt like the rug was pulled out from under you. Was that like spiritually or just were your circumstances just suddenly seemingly upended? Or did you just feel inside I was so miserable I knew that this wasn't working anymore? Or a combination of the two? Combination of the two for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And earlier you had referred to the moment when you decided to make the choice that, you know what, these emotions that I am feeling, they aren't going to run the show. I will give them their space, but they are not in the driver's seat. How did you get to that moment? What was that about? Because I I need to make that choice. And I'm just curious. And I think other folks might be too. Yes, yes, yes. Great question. Um, So emotions only run the show if and when we think into them or if and when we let the emotions trigger us into reaction, right? A certain way of uh, reacting. So it it could be anywhere from uh, needing to shop or needing to, you know, fill time or needing to have a drink or needing to have a smoke, right? So emotions push us into thinking and choices. And so this is exactly, this is exactly why it is so important that we give emotions the time and space to clear out because they do store And they will continue to run the show until we recognize that the moment we can sit with and just feel or just, you know, again, 
the trigger comes, you want to react, don't. Find your breath, no matter how hard it is, no matter how much you're having to fight it in the beginning, because in the beginning it's harder, it gets easier quite quickly actually, because you're really taking your power back and the more you take your power back, the easier it becomes. But in the beginning, it's really this, 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 the, the moment, the moment that when you notice, when emotion comes, you feel it, right? It's a big, strong wave. And this is the cue. This is the cue to, okay, what can I do right now? Breath, right? Find your, find your breath, find a way to, you know, maybe take yourself for a walk, if it's better for you in that moment, give yourself a hug and give yourself permission to feel. It's okay. What are you feeling? Ask yourself, what are you feeling? And you might not even get an answer. You might not even know what it is that you're feeling because it could be a soup. It could be, uh, you know, a combination of so much stored stuff that wants to come out. And, and again, focus onto the breath. Be in your body, breathe into your body, take yourself for a walk if necessary. If easier, scream into a pillow, punch a pillow, right? Just get it out. We never, ever, ever want to release it on another person, on another being, right? We never, ever want to act it out in any way, but we ourselves are very, very, very responsible. No matter how this pain came to be, once we have it, it is our own responsibility to take responsibility for it and learn to work with it, learn to breathe through it, learn to sit with it if necessary, cry it out, scream it out, walk it out. Just feel it out, stay present to it. And so this is really something that, um, because I'm a very deep feeling being and, um, I realized, you know, when, when these waves would come that I had no choice, I had no choice, but to face it, but to deal with it. And, um, you know, as we're ascending more and more and more people are also realizing that, yes, you are very sensitive. Yes, you're very deep feeling. And yes, you've been trained and conditioned to make it a bad thing. Mm. But it's not a bad thing. It's really a beautiful thing. It's not easy in the beginning, but it's really the gift that keeps on giving because once you have really allowed yourself to feel without the thoughts you know, or uh, reaction. Once you've really allowed yourself to be with the emotion and clear it out, as you will notice, when you can just be with the emotion, it'll clear out. And much faster as if you go on a, on a roller coaster of thought. Yes. I, I think the that is just... so important to remember, especially over the next few days. I think emotions are running high. I think many people are feeling anxious, nervous, uh, and and quite honestly don't know what they will do, you know, if certain events take place. So I think the importance of separating your thought from emotion and sitting with that emotion because we know it will be, you know, strong in some cases uh, is, is, is something people should really take into consideration. Mm -hmm. Dee, 
You know what just came to me? And this is going to sound so crass, so excuse me, but in advance, pun slightly intended, but it almost feels like it's like passing gas. Like it's going to stink for a while, (laughs) but just let it go. Because eventually it's going to clear out. Don't hold it in. Don't Don't hold hold it in. It's back with you. Don't (laughs) <laughs> let it out let it rip <laughs> that's the amount it came to me that, that I, I won't even take credit for that but that's what just came to my mind and that's what I think I'm going to need to tell myself when those thoughts come I just had a, a doctor tell me yesterday because um, I was getting very upset She she was like you know, sadness is a disease, but don't cry. Don't be sad. You shouldn't be so sad. And I'm like, that's horrified. <laughs> she told me that she like hands me a, a tissue. Like, don't, don't cry. And I, that actually made me feel worse because for I me, have- the tears were the way of getting it out of my cells. And I was thinking if I don't release this, is there potentially going to be uh, a negative impact? to my body. Do you think that there is that, you know, if you let the, if you don't get the emotions out, that it can impact our health? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Um, I do know that not all of, uh, Western medicine is yet there, but more and more and more are really realizing that, yes, stored and suppressed emotions have so much to do with illness, with disease. Yeah. 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 It's that suppression, you know what I mean? And again, I'm saying it again because it's important to remember (laughs) emotions store. They store whatever we don't feel. It stays. It gets stuck in our organs and our cells and our biology. And... There is nothing more healthy and important than to really learn a whole new perspective on feeling. Well, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. We probably used. <laughs> I feel like we need we need another hour. I can't I know, already. Right? <laughs> but I I do want to mention that I've listened to a few of your podcasts, The Illumination Game. I really enjoy thank them. You. Thank you. Thank you. Um, such great insight and knowledge. And so um, I'm curious if I if I mention a word, would you uh, would you be willing to give us all a spiritual spiritual definition of each word in one sentence or less? Sure, I'll try my best. <laughs> okay. First word, desire. Heart's desire. Choice. This earth realm is governed by free choice. She's good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Incredible. So great. Facts. (laughs) A few more. (laughs) Vulnerability. The doorway to freedom. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
Ego. Ego. Ooh. Fear an enemy. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I cannot thank you enough for joining us today and being open to the experience. And I still uh, am feeling the effects of spending that hour with you. And for anyone that is interested in speaking with Britta or understanding, you know, what she has to offer or having a great conversation with her, please go check her out. You can find her on Instagram under the handle Ascension Midwife. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Ascension Midwife. Yeah. Um, Britta, how else can folks get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more or perhaps uh, getting a service with you? Um, so my um, email is uh, Britta at BrittaDubeltz.com. And um, my website um, is also BrittaDubeltz.com. Perfect. Yes. Any, yes. any last words for our listeners as we head into Halloween? And what is no doubt a very um, emotional week ahead? Um, Actually, yes. Two things. So spirit is just slightly correcting me in regard to the ego. That we are not to judge it or fear it. We're to learn it. We're to embrace it and recognize it and work with it. Recognize its voice in order for us to be the ones controlling it. Thank you, Spirit. Thank you, Spirit. Mm -hmm. Yes, Yes. thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, good. And the other thing I think is just, you know, trust the light. Trust the light orchestration. At this point, I am all, whatever is to happen, I know that there is a much higher purpose for it. And this ascension process is not an easy process. It's not a beautiful or pleasant process Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we're breaking down structures in every way on every level. And whatever that takes in order for people to wake up more, that's what's going to happen. Mic drop. And on that note... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we had so many mic drops at the entirety of the podcast. Uh, it's amazing. Kevin, <laughs> yes. And with that, we will certainly make the plug to everybody. Go and vote. Go and vote. Trust the light and vote. Yes, yes. Vote, 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 vote. Yes. <laughs> Britta, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect, and we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Check us out.